0: For well, those of you tuning in for the first time, let's introduce the host. I, in this corner, am one of them. My name is Spiro. And in the other corner, not across from me, but by my side, taking on all comers. All the way from the West Coast, ladies and gentlemen, my man BG in the house.
1: Yes, sir. Definitely, we are the undisputed open openweight champions taking on every and all comers. Knocking all these suckers out.
0: Yes, sir. But today we're going to be talking about boxing. Uh, You want to start us off?
1: Well, it's pretty much the other Paul brothers, Jake and Logan Paul. These two dudes are right now the most polarizing figures in the fight game. You know, start off as YouTubers, uh, calling people out. And they've pretty much been handling business. And I guess the one thing that makes these dudes attractive is that people want to see these guys prove... Exactly what they've been talking about, man. Like not, you know, whether it be knocking people down, and plus, um, you know, yeah, you know, they're, you know, they come off as douche dudes. They look like the typical rich, blonde-haired assholes, but
0: <laughs> blue-eyed <you> know, devils.
1: <laughs> yeah, the blue-eyed <laughs> devil. You know, but they threw in their worth, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very interesting topic.
0: These two well, well, Jake has proved his worth. Um, you know, yeah. not, not, not to take anything away from, from Logan. Uh, he's, he, you know, he's a tough dude. I'll give him that. Uh, you know, I don't think has, has he even won a fucking fight yet? Yeah, they're both undefeated. They're undefeated. Not Logan though, right? Wait a minute. Didn't Logan lose like two fights to some other YouTuber, some guy called, uh, KSI or some shit?
1: Well, I mean, from what I understood, from what I've read about these guys, uh, uh, they're both undefeated. Uh, Yeah, I know Logan beat up that KSI dude, uh, like the other YouTuber.
0: Wait, did uh, he? Because I could have sworn that KSI knocked him out in the first fight. The second fight, I'm not sure how it went.
1: Like, from the top of my head, I really can't say. But I know Jake, you know, he's the one that comes with with the name, of course. I mean, just recently, I mean, he knocked Woodley the fuck out their rematch. You know, that was... Crazy, crazy knockout! People People are still talking um, about it.
0: People are still talking about it, and they even are debating the legitimacy of that knockout. You know, (laughs) what do you think about that?
1: They were trying to say that supposedly um, that Paul, you know, that um, yeah, that Paul pretty much like kind of gave him a hint of what he was going to do, but you know, some are saying that he kind of fainted and said, you know, like it sent him up and just pretty much just popped him, caught him, and that was pretty much you know, and that was it. But what you know? What a lot of people don't understand is like a lot of these guys that have been called out, you know, by Jake. A lot of these guys have been pretty much MMA fighters, you know. And as we both know, you know, MMA fighters they pretty much study every martial art. They just don't focus on one. So if you're taking these guys out of their element, put them inside the boxing ring instead of the octagon, you know, they become one-dimensional because you can't clinch, you can't throw an elbow. You can't take these dudes down. Well,
0: yes, you can, just not legally. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Acosta Zoo.
1: Yeah, I remember Costa Zoo from back the day he that little. You know, he, yeah. he tried to hit that guy with the hook, and said he hit him with an elbow, but they didn't catch him.
0: Right. Well, look, man. You know, when it comes to that knockout and the whole setting him up and giving him the the signal and all that, as a fighter, I can tell you this. OK, a former fighter, um, you know, he's talking about this thing that he did. Right. You know, a lot of fighters, I can't speak for all, but most fighters that I know and that I've seen, um, that's that's sort of a habit thing. You know, yeah. that's a thing of habit. It's also used as a fake, you know, yeah. now maybe Woodley knows this, saw that and he said, oh, you see, he's going to fake the right and hit me with the left. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know, man. It could have been that. But when he went down, unless he went to a wrestling school where they learned how to bump. And, you know, <laughs> because he went down and he didn't, from my recollection, he didn't put his hands up to like stuff to fall, stop himself, to pat his fall. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, man. Listen, people are going to say whatever they want. Um, A lot of fight fans – are gonna always, uh, are never gonna give this guy the fucking proper due. Um, is it possible? Is it in the realm of possibility that his fights have been fixed? Sh- yeah, sure. Why not? This is boxing after all. But what I've seen from this guy. Okay. And I've said it before, man. I gotta give him his fucking props because he's putting in the work. Um, he's improving. He makes mistakes in there, but you can tell that he's a tough guy. You can tell that he's got hands. You can tell that he's got some power. Um, he's putting in rounds, man. You know, he's, he, he's living in Puerto Rico. He's fucking training with some of the best fighters and trainers. So make of it what you will, but. You know, I'm I'm not gonna fucking doubt this kid. Do I think that he's a world class fighter? Fuck no. <laughs> no. You know, but he needs to stop challenging MMA fighters. He needs to stop challenging mm-hmm. basketball players. He needs to stop challenging our fucking children. He needs to stop challenging old men. Get with one of these sanctioning bodies. Get ranked. It's time to fight a legit boxer.
1: It's like when, uh, like when you were talking about the uh, the whole hand movement. You know, he's doing, you know, like when you brought that up, it kind of reminded me of uh, Leo Santa Cruz. Because when Santa Cruz, when he fights, you know, like with his left hand, he's about to set something up, you know, he'll start his little hand moving his head. Maybe maybe he's forced to have it or whatever. But that kind of led to him getting knocked out by Javante Davis. Because Javante Davis. What a fight, man. Exactly. I mean, when he got knocked out, I I thought this guy was dead because he got fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. He caught him in that corner and just, you know, That counter, Javante Davis, he's like a kind of like a shorter version of like OG Mike Tyson. He bullied this dude into that corner, got his ass counter, that was it like top, and he fucked him up.
0: And it's always gonna be that shot that you don't see coming, man, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you you ever see that guy that just stands there and he asks for, you know, shots, like mm-hmm. to prove to you he can take your best shot. Yeah. But what most people don't realize is that while everybody's like, oh, ooh, ah, you know what? When you see the punch coming, you could take it way better than the punch that you don't see coming. There's going to be that one that you don't see coming that stuns you. Puts you down on your ass, or maybe even knocks you out. When you don't see that punch coming, and your fucking brain starts slamming against the fucking skull. So yeah, man, you know, don't think that these guys are out there like Superman. Ricardo Mayorga tried doing that shit mm-hmm, against yeah. Trinidad, and he and yeah. Trinidad is a fucking assassin, bro, a fucking yeah. power puncher, and he took some of his best shot. Ricardo had a fucking Great chin. You're only going to take a few shots like that before, the, yeah. you know, the fucking accumulation gets to you.
1: Uh, like when it gets to Mayorga, you know, Mayorga was definitely not a technical box You know, this dude was a brawler. And of course, you know, he loved to talk shit because, you know, how it is, it's like, you know, these, you know, these guys that cut great promos, you know, they get you excited for a fight to get you. Like if you, they'll get you to hate the guy like, man, fuck that dude. You know, like hopefully he gets his ass whooped or whatever. So it's like when you see a guy like Mayorga, who was kind of like a lot of Nicaraguenses that I know over here in the city, San Francisco, they were expecting this guy to be like the next big thing for them. Because like the last great boxer that they had was Alexis Arguello. Jesus Alexis Christ. Alexis Arguello was a fucking legend. That dude was Fuck a fucking legend, bro. Legendary.
0: or yeah. fucking boxing god, bro. You know what, man? We should do one day. We should probably do... Uh, a watch-along of his fight with Aaron Pryor, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a fight where you don't even have to be a fight fan, man, to fucking appreciate it, man. I mean, it, mm-hmm. what a fucking amazing fight. But back to the Paul brothers, I know that, uh, you know, fucking Jake Paul's been talking shit to Dana White. But more importantly, and this is something that I've spoken about before and he's finally putting his money where his mouth is. You were telling me that he had signed with uh, a company? Explain this to me, man. Yeah.
1: All right. So, you know, like Jake Paul pretty much after after knocking Woodley the fuck out, he pretty much said, you know, he told Dana White, he was like, hey, man, I'll fight Jorge Masvidal. I'll quit boxing. I'll step in that octagon and I'll fight Masvidal. He was like, you know, but he told him, he was like, if I'm going to do this, I want you to bump up fighter salaries. Of course, you know, Dana White being who he is, I'm like, dude, you're the face of the company. And then you act like a fucking prick because you start talking all kinds of stupid shit about these fighters that will most likely whoop your ass, guaranteed. So of course, you know, um, he was all, oh, you know, Jay Paul, he's, he's delusional. He's on, you know, he's on steroids, whatever. So what Jay Paul did, he, uh, he teamed up with this guy named Jeffrey Wu. Stanford graduate, this guy's an entrepreneur, this guy has money invested in startups, all types of shit, so this guy's wealthy. So when they, invest, they invested in UFC's parent company, saw this company called Endeavor, so pretty much Endeavor looks out for a fighter's well-being, both financially and physically, because a lot of these fighters, they're only covered by UFC's, um, I guess, health insurance if they get hurt in a fight or train to up to a fight. So, as is, like, uh, let me see, let me bring this up real quick. So, this this was reported by Andreas Hale uh, Sporting News. So, he said the 22 fighters who competed in UFC 270, which happened this past weekend, combined, these guys made 1.8 mil.
0: Hold up, man. Okay? Hold on a second. You know, man... You know, this this shit right here just fucking pissed me off on so many fucking levels, man. And fuck Dana White. I've said that before. You know, and fuck whoever his partners are and shit. Years ago, Floyd Mayweather was claiming that HBO had him on some kind of a slave contract for the guy who was arguably the the highest grossing pay-per-view fighter. But here we are, an entire card. An entire card of fighters. UFC is pretty much the fight game's darling now. Okay? Yeah. Um you can say whatever you want about about boxing. Um I think it's a great time for boxing. I think boxing is coming back strong. Kickboxing unfortunately doesn't get the fucking love that it deserves. Yeah. Um and then and there's so many others. But when it comes to uh MMA, when it comes to The fighting period. UFC is the worldwide premier entertainment. And I hate to use the word entertainment, but at the end of the day, that's what it is for the people, for the fans. It's a company providing fights um, on a global scale, on a global level, making uh, God knows how much fucking money. And the entire card combined made less. And forget about Mayweather. Forget a Pacquiao. There's other fighters out there. That make more than that, boxers that make more than that for a fucking one round fight, man. Exactly. So what's wrong with this picture?
1: There's there's a lot of things wrong with that picture because pretty much you know when you step into that octagon, you're pretty much going up against guys that are trained in various martial arts. You go in there, it's not like boxing, know where you got a you know one two one two counter pivot whatever, you know you're going in there with some guys that can throw kicks. You know, like, if you've done Muay Thai, you catch these kicks, they hurt. You know, those things sting. So I know. Believe me. It's kind of like, you know, before, you when know, we take it when they were owned by Zufa, the Portito um, right. brothers. So yes, when they yes. were owned by Zufa, they were more, a lot of these fighters, we all saw it, dude, when they used to come out, these guys were walking billboards. So a lot of these guys were making, like, okay, you, know, you go in there, you make whatever, 5,000, which is shitty as fuck, whatever kind of thousands that you're making with that fight but also you got the your sponsors that are giving you some kind of money. And if you come in there with a name, then you get that extra side money. So then next thing you know, here's UFC, the Fertitta brothers, they sell the UFC. I forgot who bought them out. But next thing you know, here comes the uh, the Reebok fight kits. So I pretty much eliminated.
0: The worst thing guys. to fucking happen to these guys.
1: Exactly. You know, so, and it's so pretty much after this fight was over and Jake Paul made his this statement about, you know, Masvidal and raising fire salaries or whatever. Francis Nugamano, I think I might have mispronounced his last name, but the undisputed heavyweight champion. So this guy comes out and he was like, never again. Oh, again Francis fight. Ngannou. There you go. Francis Ngannou. Dude's a fucking beast. And, you know, like, after he handled his business, you know, they, uh, they interviewed him and he was like, I'm not going to be fighting for 500000 or 600000 anymore. He's like, fuck that. You know, we should be getting paid more money because of what we're because of how much money the UFC is making, and UFC is oversaturated. You got like all these pay per views that are going on or whatever, and combined 22 fighters, 22 made 1.8 fucking mil combined? That's fucked up. I mean, yeah, that.
0: That right there is your definition of a slave contract. Yeah. You remember when the UFC first came out? What it was was pretty much a, um, advertisement for Gracie Jiu Jitsu. You remember how politicians and so forth, they, they oh, yeah. would call it modern day Coliseum yeah. fucking gladiators and blah. Well, you know what, man? Th- this is what these guys are right now because you might as well not even pay them shit, man. You know what I'm okay. saying? If if 22 fighters combined made one point whatever million, I mean, fuck, dude. Yeah, and it's, you know? you know,
1: when these politicians, you know, when UFC first started, you had, you know, like Dan Severin and all these dudes they were fighting. And just like there was no weight classes, you know, you see that type of shit. And these politicians, of course, you know, pandering, they're like, oh, man, you know, it's, a, you know, it's barbaric, whatever. And when you look at a fight, it doesn't matter if it's boxing, if it's K1 or if it's UFC, you look at the, you know, the audience you know, like, it is kind of like the old school Roman Colosseum type shit because you got all the rich fucks that are right there that stand out from the crowd. You see them decked out, fancy suits, <laughs> yeah. and all this shit. Ce- right there. Celebrities on. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrities, half ass celebrities and shit. And you see, you know, the way the whole thing is pretty much going. Like even if you go to like an, like an amateur thing, like over here in the city, there's a promotion called Dragon House. Their gym is, oh man. And they need to hire some instructors. I haven't been to an event in a while, but like the last one I went to, and it's almost the same thing, because you got these people that get dressed up. You know, people that are like suit and tie, fucking women, look like they're going to the prom or whatever, and it's like, you know, when people people don't want to see like a technical fight, they want to see them knock out. You know, they they want to see like a guy that's pretty much on his last legs and He's either getting punched or he's catching a kick or a knee or whatever. And people want to see that, you know. And it's like sometimes, like for those that have actually fought or competed, you we kind of appreciate like the technical shit because a lot of right. people they were, you know, they they know Money Mayweather. They don't know Pretty Boy Floyd. Pretty Boy Floyd is just stand and throw blows. But then, you know. But then, like when he saw Muhammad Ali when he met him, he was like. Yeah, this is the goat, but I don't want to end up like him. You know, I don't want to keep catching blow after blow. Makes you know fucking, you know, I'm 40 something, whatever, I got Parkinson's, I can't remember shit. And, you know, that's why I like when when you when you hear about what the Paul brothers are trying to do, when they're trying to set up these fighters with health insurance, you know, stuff that, you know, let's be honest. Health insurance as it is for like the common man is. Not really that good. So you have these guys that are putting their life out on the line for entertainment. You're a multi billion dollar company and you can't provide an actual competitive salary to these fighters or healthcare. Yeah, man,
0: fucking white. Listen, man, you know, pretty much if you're in the UFC now, you know, and I'm talking out of my ass, but if you're in the UFC right now, it's either because you got nowhere else to fucking go. I mean, yes, there are other organizations, but of course, if you're going to fight, you want to be in the UFC or you just love to fucking fight. I mean, why else would you be there for the measly salary that they're paying somebody that's putting his fucking life on the line and shit? And you were talking about the fans, how they don't appreciate this and that and all they want to see is knockouts and blood you know i did a show like last year about this and it's like the casual fan that shows up and listen by all means buy your tickets show up and enjoy the show man don't get me wrong I love to see a good slobber knocker too but when these motherfuckers see somebody like a Floyd Mayweather or another technical fighter the first thing they do is they go to Twitter you know and these are Mm -hmm. motherfuckers that have never fucking thrown a punch in their life and they automatically start calling these fighters pussies and they start calling First of all, motherfucker, why don't you go to their training camp? Lace up a pair of gloves. No, not even that. Can you go through the fucking conditioning training that it takes to fucking yeah. be a, a professional fighter? Probably not. But uh, another name that's been linked to the Paul brothers, uh, specifically Jake, first Logan, was Mike Tyson. You know? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, man. I mean, you know, these motherfuckers are crazy, man. They'll fight anybody. If the price is right, they'll fight anybody. Oh, yeah. There's some crazy fucking white boys.
1: These guys are making money. So, about making money.
0: Tyson was going to fight against Jake Paul. And Tyson was fucking cool with it. He was going to fight him, I guess. But the fight fell apart. I've voiced my opinions, my disdain for this fucking company, this promotion. It all goes back to fucking Triller, man. Fucking Triller, yeah. I believe this is a company that the boxing... I don't know, gods or somebody needs to fucking ban these people, banish them. Don't allow these assholes. To promote yeah. a fucking boxing card. They got no respect for the sport. No respect for the fighters. Yeah. Um, They're fucking playing games. We'll get back to Tyson, but, I mean, do we need to go any further than the Tofimo Lopez-Cambos yeah. Jr. fight? That's what exactly fucking, what I was going to talk about. What a mess that was. But these motherfuckers, you know, they wanted, um were they the ones, that, is is Jake Paul still fighting for those guys? No. Yeah,
1: uh, Jake Paul is actually, um I think I told you about him. That Khabib offered him a like kind of like a like a fight deal.
0: Yeah, but I'm promotion. talking about I'm talking about the fight, the potential fight between Tyson and Jake Paul. Was this gonna be co-promoted or promoted by Triller?
1: It was gonna be co-promoted on the subject of the uh, Delfino Lopez against Tom You know, like that fight? You know, it was gonna be originally on Triller, but these motherfuckers, it was gonna be. Uh, like from what, I'm, uh, from what I'm looking at in my notes right now, is going to be one. It was going to be 1.2 million, you know, for the promotion of that fight. So they forfeited their deposit because they didn't have the funds. <laughs> so how are you going to promote a high caliber fight like that between Delfino Lopez and Gamboa's? And yeah. all of a sudden, you you pull out because you can't afford the fight. So and they lost the know.
0: venue too. Yeah, you they know, lost you know, the Super venue. Zone,
1: that just stepped in. They picked up the fight, and then we all saw what happened. And then, what was, what was the excuse
0: that that Lopez gave at his, well, love? his Yeah, listen, man. I definitely would love to talk about this, man. We could talk about that, but real quick. It's like these motherfuckers want to promote another fight with Tyson headlining, yet they still owe him money from their first fight. No, man, you don't do fucking business like that. And this isn't Uh the same Mike Tyson that let Don King take advantage of him because he didn't know any better. This is an older, wiser Mike Tyson, a Mike Tyson that's not going to take this shit anymore, you know? So Mike Tyson pretty much... From what I read, he cut his ties with Triller, and he's pretty much said that he thinks he's done, man. He's not fighting anymore, and I don't blame him. I mean, he doesn't need to fight, you know? He wanted to do this shit for fun. He wanted to help other people. He wanted to help other people through boxing, but, you know, he lost his smile. Because of assholes like fucking Triller, pieces of shit, promotions like fucking Triller. The presentation that they bring to the table, it man, it's a circus. It, it's a fucking joke. It's a circus, yeah. man. I've spoken about this a million times. These guys should not be allowed to promote a boxing card.
1: Yeah. You got the old school boxing promoters. You got Bob Arum, you know, like those type of dudes. And supposedly they were talking about that whenever Bob Arum contracted boxer, that when his contract is about to be up, that he'll like to surprise him with a fight that most likely they're going to lose. You know, so kind of like, all right, man, well, you are going to lose. Yes. Me. Here you go, man, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. Here's your, you know, here's that little uh, stain on your record. And like a lot of people, you know, those that are like fans of the fight game, they're like, well, you know, the reason we watch UFC or, or Bellator is because they don't wait like boxing does to make high profile fights. And of course, you know, like they always bring up Pacquiao against Mayweather, and how long it took them, the excuses, the steroids, the this, that, or whatever. And, of course, when we saw that, you're like, fuck. And it was not what you expected, you know, because a lot of these guys, they take way, way too long to fight, you know. And, you know, like, kind of like, you know, when they, um, so they asked um, Mayweather about Canelo. Like, hey, so, you know, if you were to fight Canelo again, you be able to beat him? Oh, so, you know, of course. He's not gonna say, "Well, fuck, I'm not fuck that." Guy. Like, oh yeah, I am gonna lose. You know, he's not fuck that guy. We'll fight him again. We we'll beat him again. They're like, well, you know, Canelo's now in his prime. He's he's more seasoned or whatever. You know, how it is money talks. You know, and of course, you know about the Canelo. You know, the other fight that they want to make is him against Charlo. That's something I would want to see. I'm like, okay, you know, like, I want to see him fight Charlo. You know, and they're trying to set that up for I'll see to be my weekend for the seventh of May. If they were to do that, fuck, man, that's going to break box office records, pay-per-view, buys, and all that shit, you know, because people want to see him fight somebody like Charlo.
0: You want to know what would most likely shatter pay-per-view fucking records? If all the stars align and everything works out and both parties keep on winning? Canelo Alvarez versus Edgar Berlanga. Oh, Madison exactly. Square Garden, <laughs> yeah. bro. Oh, you can yeah. either do it for Cinco de Mayo or you can do it during uh, June, man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, yes. On the eve or or yeah, on the eve of the parade and shit. You know, man. Exactly. Yeah, that Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking sick, man. That would be fucking. Oh my god, dude. Huge. The garden would fucking blow the roof. But yeah, man. Uh, I don't think Berlanga would be ready for that fight. I give him. I give him. I want to say two years and I might be kind. I might be. Listen, I like what I see from him. His last fight, he actually went the distance and I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. He needed those rounds and he showed. He showed that he can hang and he showed that he does have the conditioning to do so. And, um, but I need to see more. I need to see him go a few more rounds. I mean, because. When you become one of these fighters that over relies on his power, that shit's gonna catch up to you, man. You know? Cause like they say, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. Okay? Power is a beautiful thing to have. It's a God-given gift. It's not something that you can train for, sure. There are certain techniques and whatever you can do to maybe enhance what you have. It's something that you are born with. And it's a wonderful gift, but.
1: You know, when. You know that's one thing about these fighters, even when you're watching like a like a sparring session and you see like how a lot of these guys try to headhunt, you know, they pretty much lose all focus of fundamentals. And I'm like, if you are fighting a an actual skilled and trained fighter, and all you're focusing on is that knockout. And then he or she can counter and fuck you up and just throw like a short hug and put you out of your misery. Just hit that uppercut. You know like they they just don't see that. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's these fundamentals because it's like if you are one of the, you know, they call like, I guess, body boxing, Mexican-style boxing. It's like a lot of these Mexican boxers pretty much kind of perfected that whole thing. And I'm like, if you work the body, you start throwing those hooks to that liver, you start fucking this dude up, next thing you know, that, that car starts to get a little bit lower because, shit, you got to protect your ribs. You got to protect that body and that opens everything up for you, and if you know, like, if that guy has a suspect chin or his fundamentals aren't that good, it's kind of like when when Marquez caught Pacquiao and he knocked his ass out. You know, it's it's that one split second, like we all have that sweet spot. You know, some of us have a good chance. The button, one, yeah. Like, who was it? Um, who like knocked out De La Hoya with a body shot?
0: Oh, uh, Hopkins, bro.
1: Hopkins. Hopkins, D. Hopkins. Dude, Hopkins was so fucking nice. And that dude, of course, you know, he spent a good portion of his life locked up. And when he got out, man, he started wrecking shot, man. He was just doing his thing, putting in work and just taking care of people. So when he fought De La Olla and he hit him with that body, that was a beautiful fucking thing because he just hit him with that hook and that was it. He just dropped to his knees and that was that. I remember, you know, when Hopkins fought people, Oh, you know, I was hoping you know, you know, of it ended differently. But you know, we all saw what happened, and it's like when you look at these, at these boxers that you know from back in man, fuck, you know I remember when, when Delaoya fought Fernando Vargas, Fernando Vargas was talking all this shit, you know, and they're both from two different sides of California. So you got Delaoya was from East L.A., and then you got Vargas who's from Oxnard, you know, pretty boy dude. Look, you know, like kind of, mm. but you know, he came in, he's talking his shit. And here's the Laoya, he whooped his ass. And you could have, you could have put him away quicker than what he did. But he's like, you know, what? Oh, fuck this guy, I'm going to punish this dude because he started calling me all types of shit and I'm gonna whoop his ass.
0: You know what I think we should do, man, for this fight show? I think that every now and then we should take like some of the biggest fights mm-hmm. uh, in boxing history and break them down, you know? Yeah. And not only the fight itself, but, you know, like a fight like that between De La Hoya and Vargas, there's a bit of a fucking drama, a bit of a backstory yeah. there.
1: Yeah.
0: That was a fucking grudge match, a fucking grudge fight. You know, we could do that at some point. Um Anyways, do you have any other news?
1: Well, shit, man, I saw like a tweet from Chavez Jr. calling now, Jake Paul. And I'm like, he was like, oh man, he was like, hey man, he was, what he said, he was like, I'm paraphrasing, he was like, if I can't beat you, I'll retire. Motherfucker, you should have retired a long time ago. No one wants
0: to see
1: you. You're, you're a fucking embarrassment to your dad's name.
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say, man, uh. motherfucker, your father wants you to retire, not because he's exactly. scared of you getting hurt. And he actually has another brother that fights yeah, and he sucks. that we, we don't even <laughs> fucking hear about nobody even bro i didn't know until his fight with Anderson silver i didn't know that fucking junior had a brother that fought i didn't even know he yeah. even had a fucking brother
1: yeah same here because you know, you know like i never because you know you never really hear about the brother because all you hear is Travis junior you know because he loves to run the smile. he's like a typical rich kid i'm like dude you've been silver spoon fed your entire life you don't need to fight your dad fucked up by giving you his name making you a junior and here you are you start running your fucking mouth you, you constantly get your ass Well, the first time i saw this dude fight i think canelo might have been on the undercard i forgot who was but i forgot who who, who junior fought he got his ass i, I think he fought German. Anyways, anyway so he was fighting in texas so he lost every fucking round, but because he is that name, yep. they gave him yeah. the fight. I'm like, this motherfucker lost. I mean, he won. He did not win a fucking round. And here you go, and I'm like, and I see him pop up again. I'm like, dude, go away, get the fuck out of here. No one wants to hear you. I don't want to see you fight. No one wants to see you fight. Your pops most likely he'd rather have Canelo be his son than you because you. Yeah, man.
0: Listen, man. After well, yeah, after the Anderson Silva fight, I spoke about this. And I spoke about how fucking Julio Cesar Chavez looked at Canelo like he was the son he wished he had. This poor man, a living legend, one of the greatest fighters to ever fucking lace up a pair of gloves. His level of fucking embarrassment. I mean, he even said, if my sons are not going to fucking commit themselves... They should just fucking quit. They should stop fighting. But Mm -hmm. you look at the way Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. looks at Canelo and he talks to him and the way he looks at him when he talks to him and how he embraces him. It's like he's ready to fucking adopt this guy. You know, it's like, (laughs) to be fair, yes, it's not easy. It's not easy coming into the sport with a name like Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., Jesus fucking Christ. Talk about all the pressure of the world, all the weight of the world. The fucking expectations are through the roof. And I don't know, maybe at some point he had high hopes, but maybe the pressure and the ex- and the expectations got to him. He just said, "Fucking man. I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to be my father. I'm never going to come close to that status. So he just fucking showed up and, you know, he made his money. He made as much money as his father's name could fucking make him, and that's it. And why he still fights, I don't know, man, you know? But here he is now calling out a fucking YouTuber, but this YouTuber has proven that yes, although he hasn't fought a legit boxer, he's proven that he deserves to be in that ring, win, lose, or fucking draw. Okay? Yeah. I think Jake Paul has put in more work in the gym than this fucking guy. Okay. I think I th- I'm sorry. I think that I think mm-hmm. that Jake Paul has shown better quality than this guy, and this guy is probably a, a better boxer, a better mm-hmm. all around fighter than Jake Paul. What I've seen from him from Junior, and what I've seen from uh, Jake Paul, I hate to say it, man, but um, that does not guarantee a fucking win against Jake Paul. Yeah,
1: because when you see, you know, when you see a dude like Jake Paul, of course, you know he doesn't want to be, you know, Jake Paul doesn't want to embarrass himself. That's the thing. It's like when you are a fighter, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Either. You don't want to go in there and just make a complete fool out of yourself. That's the difference between him and Chavez Jr. Chavez Jr., he's made a fool out of himself every time he steps between those fucking ropes. He comes in out of shape. They got to document pay, all kinds of threats or whatever because this guy just does not give a fuck. You know, he's in a you know, he just doesn't care about boxing like his dad did. Of course, you know, like you see the whole, even you know, like, you see the circumstances, because his dad was poor. His dad was like, fucking, you know, there's a lot of boxers in Mexico. You know, let me go out there, do my thing, put my name out, there." what she did. And then, you know, you have his son, who's been pretty much fucking silver spoon, golden plate and all that shit his entire life. So he really has no need to box. But I'm like, dude, if you're going to go out there, it's just not you. It's also your dad's legacy because you're making a fucking fool out of yourself and you're embarrassing your father, you're embarrassing your family. You start talking all this shit. People want to see you get your ass whooped. And I guarantee that if he were to fight Jake Paul, Jake Paul would be the fan favorite. Cause they would, cause they would yeah.
0: see <laughs> Peter get his ass beat. Definitely amongst, uh, fight fans. I, th- I think we would have to be forced to pick Jake Paul, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta tell you, man. And, May he rest in peace. But I don't know which father would be more disappointed. Julio Cesar Chavez or Hector Macho Camacho. <laughs> you oh. know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man. I mean, his son. I'm like, you know, that's what I'm like. People expect pedigree to come from like, oh, well, shit, you got, you know, Hector Macho Camacho's son. You got. And you look at these dudes, you're like, damn, dude, I guess whatever skills Pops had, that did not translate to you. Like the guy that was able to surpass his, his, his Pops and his uncle is Mayweather because, you know, his yes. Pops and his uncle great trainers, but he surpassed them by a lot. But then you see these two dudes, like your Pops has name, you know, when he stepped in that ring, you know, you know, Macho Camacho, he did his thing. He was a flashy dude, but he was able to back it up. So next thing you know, like you cursed your son by like, fuck, let me give you my name. Here you go. And you're like, oh, my fuck, you got What the fuck is this
0: shit? You know what, man? I think Mike Tyson said it best when one of his kids told him that they wanted to fight. He said, get the fuck out of here, bro. Mm-hmm. You're not hungry, you're not starving. You, you have no need whatsoever to fight. I mean, you know, and that's the thing about these guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get it. You know, they have the fucking name, but that name's not enough, man. Yes, that name might, might bump you up a little bit and you might get featured here and there. But, man, you got to fucking, you got to live up to that name, you know? And you saw... Dude, Camacho fucking Jr. couldn't beat Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. Did you catch that fight, bro?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I saw the, the low lights of it. It was just terrible.
0: Did you oh, see man. how he looked, man, inside man. that ring? Yeah. And he tried to wear what he wore. It's like he always tried to be a flashy fighter that his father was, but his father made it look good. Um. Mm-hmm. There was some promise, though. I think. I think there was some yeah. promise with uh, Hector Jr. But I don't think he needed to fight like that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know his. I don't know his full story, man. I don't know if if it came down to that or just lack of fucking talent altogether.
1: You know, it's like you know when you see these dudes, it's like it's a uh, you know, it's, you know, like I don't know if it's the talent level, but it's you know, it's definitely like the lack of self respect because like, you're going out there, man. You have that name. You know, you're representing a country, hey, and then you go out there, man, and you make a complete fucking idiot out of yourself, man, some stupid clown shit, and you're like, they have a whole, well, I, I don't understand why these people are calling you a fucking bum, because you're a fucking bum, man. you know, you, don't, you just don't, you don't produce, and people want, people remember your dad for what he used to do, and then you come out there, and you fucking, you embarrass his name, you embarrass your you are like shit, man. What the fuck's up with these dudes? And it's like you know, and you see like a lot of these boxers, like like Canelo's brother. No one really ever heard of the dude. they are like, oh shit, he's fighting an undercard. I didn't even know he used to box. You know, you see him, you're like, yeah, you know, well, luckily Canelo has more skill than he does. And then like fucking, I remember like I remember that fight between um, Ghost and Swift. You know, uh, Danny Garcia. Right. two dude fought. I mean, like that. It was a good fight, you know, Swift handled business, but like what made that whole lead up to that whole fight was both their dads used to just talk so much shit. You had, you know, Swift Pops, you know, with the Caesar just talking all kinds of shit. You had um Ghost's dad was like some OG gangster dude from Cali just talking shit. Both these dudes going at it. Was, I think mean, it was fucking hilarious. You know
0: whose father tends to do a better job of selling fights, and I can't stand them? And I don't want to talk too much about this guy, Teofimo's father, bro. Yeah. That motherfucker <laughs> needs to shut his fucking mouth, bro. I'm yeah. sorry, man. I think that, you know, this guy makes so many excuses for his son. And we could talk more about this on another episode. But yeah, man, he's um he's one of those fathers of fighters that I think... He's sort of like the Michelle Obama of fucking boxing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Is he the president or is his wife the one that runs shit? Anyways, man, before we get out of here.
1: UFC Dana White,
0: man. Fuck that guy. Well, I can't really think of a a better way to close this show out than saying fuck Dana White. Fuck that guy. But I got a question not only for you, my brother, before we go off the air. But for the listeners out there, uh, which by the way, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you for thank you. You know, those of you who are tuning in for the first time, thank you for giving us the opportunity. And to the longtime listeners who wondered where the fuck I was all this time, <laughs> thank you for uh remaining subscribed on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Um But I'm going to ask this question in their prime, and I'm going to put this up on my Instagram, which you people can look me up, the rational one, that's the rational underscore one, one spelled with a zero. In their prime, who would win, Floyd Mayweather or Pernell Whitaker? You guys go ahead, go find me on Instagram and vote. BG, don't answer yet because I don't want to influence anybody, but uh, off the air, we'll tell each other our answer. But hey, brother. Let everybody know where they can find you.
1: I uh, Definitely. Well, you can find me on Instagram under G4150351. As G4150351. I have a private account. So if you look like a spammer or some catfish, um,
0: some Nigerian prince.
1: Some Nigerian prince trying to run around with uh, no stocks under their shoes and shit, slipping and sliding and all that funky shit. But, you know, like if you want to find me, just find me on Instagram.
0: And on that note, before we get out of here, any words of wisdom, my brother?
1: Yes, while you keyboard warriors, join the combat sports gym. Buy your own gear. Hand wraps, 180 degrees. Don't borrow anyone's shit. Fuck with your own gear. Air that shit out. Wash it. Don't be a smelly motherfucker. And listen to your corner.
0: Unless you tell Fimo Lopez... And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a special fight show edition of the Rational Rage podcast. My name is Spiro. BG from
1: 415.
0: And until next time.
1: Peace.
0: That's going to be it right there.